Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. And if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast. And we've got a Patreon. Uh, the show is free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at patreon.com slash I Love That Movie. And I want to thank my top patrons, Chris Belga, Jeff Widman, and Michael Cross. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. And if you do subscribe, you get a bonus episode where I talk about my weekly musings, just, you know, more current stuff. A lot of times these episodes were covering older movies. So this will be like what I'm watching lately. And it's a lot of fun in there. Um, the other thing that I have to plug is this weekend, we are going to watch National Treasure 2 in our little quarantine chat. So we have a Facebook group as well. And in that group, we are going to all watch that movie at eight o'clock this Saturday. And we chat in real time as we watch it. It's a lot of fun. Come join us. So find us on Facebook as well. We've also got a discord group and I'm done with all my plugs. Oh, there's a website too. <laughs> so if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. So I've got a new voice on the show today. I've got Jonathan. Say hi, Jonathan. Hey, everyone. So Jonathan, uh, you are a newcomer on the show. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, I'm Jonathan. Uh, I'm from Kansas City. Uh, and I just, I love movies. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm currently working on a film degree. Oh, that, awesome. I mean, that's, Very cool. That really, uh, Definitely film, worth so. mentioning. That's great. Well, Jonathan, uh, you know, each week I've been asking my guests to pick a, like a, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like a feel good movie quote in air quotes. It, a lot of people have picked those and those are great, but it has to be a movie that people really love and that is a little bit upbeat. We're kind of staying away from the darker stuff right now, which sounds ironic when you say the title of this movie, but what movie did you choose this week? So I selected Bruce Campbell's Army of Darkness. Yes. Oh, and I like how you use the like original title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. There you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this movie came out in 1992. One year before I was born. And when did you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? When did you first see uh, this movie? So, when I was a kid, um, my both of my sisters were really into competitive softball, and so I would get left. Okay. I would get left home a lot, and uh, oh no, I would either get left home or I would, uh, you know, have to tag along with my parents and everything, and I would wind up babysitting everybody else's siblings at the softball fields. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so uh, it was like one weekend we stopped by the grocery store and I was like super into comic books. Like I think I was like maybe third grade ish. I don't know. But uh, there was this there was this book, this uh, magazine on the on the rack. And uh, it was just like a just a previews comic, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, just like whatever was coming, like trying to sell you whatever was coming out. Uh, and I begged my mom for it and she got it for me. And I just kept coming back to this one picture of this guy with a chainsaw for a hand. Um <laughs> And so I got like, I did like a super deep dive trying to figure out, oh, what is this? And I couldn't ever figure it out, but I created, started writing like my own comic book story based around that picture. (laughs) Um, And so that was like kind of silly. But no, uh, but yeah. And so I, I think it was one of the weekends I got, I was hanging out at home and I just, saw it on on tv and i was like okay i've, I've got to watch this like this is and then I, I like it was you're like it's that finally that picture i finally <laughs> found it life. like this was before i could like really use the internet um we didn't really have it available um and yeah like i just it instantly became my favorite movie I love that. Don't you love it when you're watching a movie and as you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is like my favorite movie ever. I can tell right now. It like everything about it, the the cheesiness, <laughs> the the ridiculous one liners. And I mean, it it's what made me fall in love with Bruce Campbell. Um, For sure. But like, it, oh, it was just so good. And it like it really made me fall in love with like B movie horror. Yes. Um, I feel the exact same way. I saw this movie because I was dating someone in, I was probably like, I'm gonna say 18 or 19. And they had asked me if I'd seen it. And I said, no. And he was like, oh man, you have to see this. And it probably helps too, that he wasn't the type of person to be like, you know, forcing me to watch it and then like watching my studying my reactions. Like it was very just off the cuff, like, hey, I love this and I feel like you're going to love this. And he showed it to me and I same as you instantly as I'm watching it. I'm like, this is my favorite thing ever. Like, it's just such a great film. And I kind of like that this was your introduction to that universe, too, because I'm the same way. This was like the first one that I saw and then I saw, you know, evil dead and evil dead Two, So I kind of went backwards. Um, but I just fell in love with it. I also fell in love with Bruce Campbell. Um, he's the reason I watched burn notice, you know, I love burn notice, <laughs> and, yeah. um, I know he's, and you know, other movies he's been in too. You mentioned actually before we settled on this, uh, selection, you talked about, you know, Bubba Hotep and, you know, evil dead Two. So, just like you, I'm a big fan of his. Um, so what? Do you, and yeah, it's it, go ahead. So what do you think of Bubba Hotep? Sorry, I just like that movie. Is oh no, you're fine. So insane. <laughs> I know. So I saw it because somebody that I knew started telling me about it and about the plot and everything, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I don't know, I enjoy it. I feel like it would do better if it came out now because I feel that there's more of a place for these kind of like more offbeat um indie type movies you know your swiss army man your uh mandy you know like these kind of 
out there films. So I feel like it would have done better today than it did back then, but I enjoyed it. But what about you? Oh, well, obviously you were going to pick it as one of your movies you want to talk about. Well, so you must have liked it. So I, I think Bruce Campbell really like thrives in that weird niche, like cult film uh, genre. Um, Absolutely. He, he's almost like, like a Kevin Smith type figure uh, mm-hmm. in like how, how well he interacts with his fans. Um, and, and there's something so like grassroots about, any of those films like you can yes you can judge their their quality or or whatever but there's there's just something so i guess inspiring uh you know Mm kind of like a like any of like the trauma movies um yes i love those too by the way oh my goodness (laughs) Uh, i used to have like the tox box i don't have it anymore but somebody got that for me for my birthday one time and enjoyed all those films my husband actually met him uh trauma so oh like by chance oh that's awesome (laughs) so it was it's such a cool story but he said that he was at a movie theater to see something else and they missed it or something like that and this guy came up and said what are y'all here to see and he was like this movie and he went he's like but sold out he goes why don't you come watch my movie and he went okay and so him and his friends went and that's how he got introduced to it (laughs) oh that is so cool Uh yeah so, but I agree with you. This is like along the same vein as that for sure. And there's something, there's like a community, it feels like around uh, Troma's films. Like that story is something that he would do, you know? Um, and I feel the same way about Bruce Campbell. He's very like approachable and he loves his fans and it makes you want to watch him and everything he does. Like you almost feel like it's a buddy saying, hey, I'm going to be in this. And you're like, okay, I'll come check it out. Like it's a little bit like closer somehow. Oh, exactly. And uh like I've been going back and watching Briscoe County Junior and uh Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I've never seen that, but I love like the clips that I've seen of it. I definitely want to check it out. It was like like ten dollars on Amazon, so I was just ah why not? Okay. And it's like I have to. It's like it's like why <laughs> it's like it. Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Like it's oh my God. It's 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 <laughs> insane. Um awesome. Well yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so uh, I guess this is kind of a, a controversial opinion, but Army of Darkness mm. is actually my favorite of the of the three films. Uh, and I, I feel like most people like Evil Dead 2 the most. That's actually my least yeah, favorite. I think I think you're right. Oh, really? Yeah. You feel like it's a little too serious by comparison? No, no, no I actually think it's too... <laughs> out there and too ridiculous too yeah oh okay okay um i think i think there's a lot of like really weird pacing in evil dead 2 mm, okay uh and i actually watched that this afternoon like trying to uh to prove kind of like this theory i had going ab- <laughs> <laughs> i love it about them uh and how culturally ugh, sorry about that and how culturally relevant uh, these movies are today because army of darkness is really just uh, Bruce Campbell trying very aggressively to social distance. <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Very relevant today. Um, yeah. I, I also really like this one and I can't tell if it's because it's the first one I saw or, you know, I do feel like it's the movie that, you know, quote unquote, normies probably like the most, too. Like, I think a lot of people are familiar with this title almost more than the Evil Dead movies. Do you, do you think so? 
Um, I, I think there's something like iconic about Evil Dead 1 that people have just like come mm-hmm. to, you know, it it's up there with, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think this film kind of bridges a gap that a lot of films don't do. And it really goes to show that horror and comedy work so well together. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So like there was there was definitely a progression with like Evil Dead was very horror inspired. Um, Mm -hmm. Evil Dead 2 horror comedy. And this one they even bend in. It's an action adventure as well. Right. Right. It's it covers a few different genres and I think can be a bit more of a, you know, whole group pleaser than some of the other ones, which are maybe a little bit more niche. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, like another another really good film like that is uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Oh my! I goodness. have not seen that. Oh, one. Alan Tudyk's in it, and he it is. Uh, <laughs> I love him so much. They, Sold uh, already. <laughs> he he plays a a redneck. Like he and his brother, uh, are just like minding their own business, and uh, they think that like all of these just bizarre. Uh, coincidences keep happening and all these uh you know teenagers just start dying and they think they're like in this like weird suicide pact (laughs) oh my god it's so it's insane and it's really funny um okay i need to check that out but yeah um so so what do you like about army of darkness well before we go too much further i'm gonna go ahead and read the synopsis really quick um, you know, as usual, guys, if you haven't seen this movie before, please go back and watch it and then come back to this because it's not going to be spoiler free. But let me read just a quick synopsis of the film. Uh, Ash is transported back to medieval days where he is captured by the dreaded Lord Arthur. Aided by the deadly chainsaw that has become his only friend, Ash is sent on a perilous mission to recover the Book of the Dead, a powerful tome that gives its owner the power to summon an army of ghouls. So that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I feel like more happens, but, you know, a pretty solid intro to the movie. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> it, it uh, yeah, it just, I, I feel, and I'm sorry about this. I feel like I'm just like a Wikipedia article about these movies right now. No, just like this listing is a good off, thing. Like, this is, you came to the facts. right place. But I mean, I'm just so like, I love these movies so much. Um. So, like, all three films were uh, distributed by different studios. And so each mm-hmm. each film had to, like, recap the last film and not be... So, like, th- like there's... Like, not actually use the footage? Sometimes. Like, they did use some footage from Evil Dead 2 in this one. Uh, but... They also had to reshoot some of it. Like I was listening to the uh, the director's commentary um, of the director's cut, which is awful. Like, <laughs> really? <yeah. laughs> that is the the director's cut of Army of Darkness is definitely one that goes to show not all like you know things can be cut from films because it it didn't mm. really seem like a director's cut. It just seemed like everything they shot they just put in the film so it has like an extra 15 minutes oh, I see. but it's very much just like they linger on a scene and then it has the uh the infamous uh 
alternate ending, which I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it better or not, but I really like it. Okay. I need to check that out. I didn't, I rented this one, so I didn't have already own it. I, I know I've owned it at some point, but as I've moved away from physical media, like I realized that I didn't have it in my collection. <laughs> so, um, but, but I'm with you. I, I'm not an encyclopedia, but I do have a couple quick facts I was going to throw in. And then if you want to respond to them or throw in your facts, you can do that too. Oh, yeah, go. Is that cool? yeah, of course. So kind of to your point, um, a little bit, um, all three evil dead film, I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> all three evil dead films can be seamlessly cut together, which has been done by some fans. Although some introductory footage in the sequels is lost. Have you ever tried to watch them like that? Like all three back to back as though they're one thing? Uh, I've never really gone from two to three, but I have tried watching one and two. Um, okay. I guess another like really interesting uh, tidbit is they recast Linda, his girlfriend, in every film. Yeah. <laughs> in all three <laughs> of them. I mean, she's not there a whole lot, so... <laughs> It's okay, I guess. No, but... but yeah, I feel like that adds to it, though, doesn't it? Because don't you feel like, I mean, usually they have a different girlfriend or something, like in Indiana Jones, but in a lot of movies that are have more than one that have a trilogy, like they replace the lead. It's almost funnier that they don't even change the name and they're just like a different person now. Oh, it. I, I think it's hilarious, and it definitely adds to like the the, <laughs> the campiness of the films because like. Uh, like even uh, Sam Raimi's brother is like every other character in the film because they just right. couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> afford to do like to hire people. So they're just like, mm -hmm. all right, well, uh, you're going to wear the bodysuit now. And <laughs> you're what do you think about the idea that in the original draft, they thought about uh, Ash losing an eye? That would have been cool, I guess. Uh I don't know, like, Bruce Campbell is a very attractive man. Mm -hmm. um, this is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, and <laughs> as you were saying, when you watched it when you were uh, 18 or 19, uh, any girl that I was dating when I was 18 or 19 was probably competing with Bruce Campbell. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it would have, it might have been a little too over the top. I think so, because he's already lost that hand. Mm -hmm. Like, if he hadn't lost the hand, if he didn't have the chainsaw hand, then the eye could have been cool, like, escape from New York-ish, you know? <laughs> like, that would have been kind of neat. But the fact that he already had that hand lopped off, I feel like... But the chainsaw hand he, is... He didn't need more stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the chainsaw hand is is what makes it iconic, I think. It's so... Oh, yeah. It's just so ridiculous and so... I don't know. It's, it's probably my favorite scene from that movie uh, in the second one when he, or is it the second one where he gets the hand? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause then he has it in this one. Um, w when that moment happens and he, you know, puts the chainsaw hand on, I just lost it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, the, and then <laughs> uh, in this one, when he's in the pit and he gets the, uh, the, the wizard Merlin throws, throws him the, uh, the chainsaw and he jumps up and catches it. Like it, it, this movie. There's so many great moments. This movie really <laughs> knows what it wants to be, and it's like such a yes. it's such a crowd pleaser. Um, 
Right. Like the first one felt kind of serious, like you said. The second one started introducing humor. And by the third one, they're like, we're pros at this. We know what this is. Yeah. And the, uh, I know like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell went to high school together and they were very uh, influenced by like the Three Stooges and uh, obviously like Ray Harryhausen. Yes, I was going to say that too, because I was watching like a little behind the scenes video before we started. And I had been thinking that watching it this time, because I think I, you know, I hadn't seen this movie in a while and I um, am more familiar with Harryhausen's work. And, you know, one of the signatures is like making those skeletons have that kind of furrowed brow. So they look angry, um, which is like kind of subtle. But, you, you, you know, once it's pointed out, you're like, oh, yeah, that's true. It makes them very expressive. Um, and you can't help but notice the fingerprints all over this film from that. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's very Jason and the Argonauts ask. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, just like the, I, I'm so like into like all the like different filmmaking tricks that they, yes. that they picked up, <laughs> they, they picked up from like, uh, like the 1920s shorts and stuff uh and then they just mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost like i mean it, i know it's cliche to say that like filmmaking is magic but like with no. like magicians you know they they have a, a set number of of tricks that exist in the world and all all mm-hmm. they're doing is trying to take that trick and put a new spin on it and i think that's exactly right. what Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were doing in these films. Uh, like the, like the, yeah, absolutely. Like the fork scene. Uh, they, they had to shoot <laughs> that backwards because obviously it's not going to work the other way around. Um, sure. But yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess another little tidbit. Uh, originally it was supposed to be called medieval dead. Oh, I could see that. Well, I like the title Army of Darkness way better, but I could see that. I I, <laughs> I do too. Uh, I guess uh, it was Universal that was distributing it at the time. Uh, they wa- yeah. they wanted it to have kind of a standalone feel to it. So mm. I think that's why they went with Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, this film sat on the shelf for a year due to a feud between Universal and the producer, uh, over the rights to the Hannibal Lecter character from Silence of the Lamb. Uh, so the film was eventually recut by Universal after the feud was settled. And I know I had read that Bruce Campbell was pretty frustrated. You know, they poured so much love into this movie and then they had to wait like a whole year um, for it to be released. And, you know, that's kind of a scary place to be because I think, you know, the timing of the movie they're you know counting on fans to be excited and ready to see it and then it sits on the shelf for a year like that's got to be tough well for sure especially uh like considering the first evil dead they raised the money um Mm -hmm. then they got investors for evil dead 2 and this was an even bigger budget film yeah but they wound up having to put their own money into it as well so ugh. Yeah, uh, you know. You know, they say in the producers, never spend your own money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, sorry, off topic. But which which producer? <laughs> no, go for Which it. producers do you prefer? Uh, uh, oh, like oh, um, well, the original is a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, 
Um, so I think that's the better one. But I enjoyed the remake. I liked it. I saw it in theaters and I had I had fun with it. I absolutely love the remake. I mean, I like the original as well. Yeah. But uh, I just I just love the idea of just turning it into a musical. And it worked. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. I don't think it did very well, but I really liked it. <laughs> it works so well because it's shot like a stage musical. Um, there's mm-hmm. no like ridiculous, uh, like you know, camera edits or anything. It's it's very. It, it, I really like that one. Um, no, I totally agree. But yeah, so like the film opens up kind of where Evil Dead 2 left off. And I totally forgot that Evil Dead 2 actually did go there um, at where he got transported mm-hmm. into the... Uh... I forgot that too. When I was watching it again this time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how the other one ended. And it's funny, when you watch these movies so much, they kind of start to blend into sort of one film. So I'm kind of glad that I rewatched it right before we recorded, so I remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, so so it opens up. Uh, Ash is in, you know, he's been enslaved. Uh, th- uh, gee, this movie is so quotable; it's not even funny. I know it's one of those films that, like, the entire movie before he says it, I say the line, and sometimes just in my regular life, I say the lines. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, me, me too. Uh, I actually I scared my dad off last night because. I, I had him sit down and watch it with me and about Aww. 15 minutes in, he was like, okay, <laughs> you can, qu- <laughs> not you his can, cup of tea. you can quote this movie word, word by word. And, uh, oh, gosh. so I'm, I'm out. You need to go to like one of those quote alongs, you know, like <laughs> go see it in theaters and do the quote along. I mean, they, I bet they have them for this movie. Well, they have, uh, evil dead, the musical. And that's phenomenal. That's true. I have not seen oh. that. I would love to, though. Uh, I go every year and it is. Oh, it's. Oh, that's awesome. It's great. Um, I like it better than Rocky Horror, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if you love this movie, that's like just melding two wonderful things together. So I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so another thing, uh, we still haven't even like talked about the plot of this movie, <laughs> but uh, the the character of Ash is such a well-written character like he takes all the tropes of like han solo and all these like lovable rogues but he's just like this you know weaselly coward um Mm -hmm. and he's like kind of a dum-dum you know like they kind of point out the fact that you know him cutting the the guy off with the with the uh clock do verado nick do he was like i I pretty much said it or when he tells him to say it again he's very assertive and like I already got it. And then obviously later he doesn't, which I feel like is really poking fun at a trope of, you know, leading men at that time just being so overly confident. And that's supposed to make you think like, oh, they've got it under control. And this movie's like, what if they don't, though? <laughs> and so in that way, I like how it pokes holes in that. Yeah. And like he, he acts so calm, cool and collected, but he's like, obviously not. Um, I just I I, th- I yeah. think if if Marvel tried to do like an Avengers style, uh, you know, you, you shared universe in the nineties, uh, you know, forget the red Brown Captain America movie, of course. But uh, <laughs> I think Bruce Campbell would have made an incredible Iron Man. I think he would have made a great Tony Stark. Oh yeah. I think so. I mean, I feel like because he's so funny, it's like you forget everything that he can do almost, you know, it's kind of like, 
there's a lot of comedians that way too, where they'll be like in a serious role or like in a different kind of role and people are like, wow, they're really good. And I'm like, yeah, being funny is hard. Okay. So like, it doesn't mean they can't do different types of acting. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I would, I'd love, he's kind of found his niche in humor, but I think he could do so many things. I'd actually argue that like, uh, comedic acting is tougher. I think so. No, I'm with you. But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this movie is just so insanely quotable and I, I like, I don't even know where to start. That's why, <laughs> like, I really don't know where <laughs> to start. Good, it's all good, man. so good. Like they're, there's nothing about this movie that I don't love. Well, what if we start? What's like one of your favorite scenes? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like from the start to the end. Yes. And I get that. Um, I, 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 so I really like the, the banter he has between uh, him and Henry the Red. <laughs> yes um like that's just where it i think it kicks off there um mm -hmm. it, it's just so funny like i don't know like it's weird because the the character ash feels like he fits but henry almost like breaks character for a second when uh yeah when he gets freed and he just he does that like really weird laugh <laughs> like just gra grabs uh whatever that knight is by the face and just like like screams at him yes oh. and also like a lot of the other characters you know they're, it's like they're in a different movie because he's like goofy and over the top mm -hmm. and they're kind of in this serious medieval movie which is what makes the humor of it like really work too and like it, it's also a cliche to say this but it 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 feels like this is like the perfect like Dungeons and Dragons movie. Like he's the mm -hmm. he's the player character and everybody else is the And he's got a lot of charisma, high charisma. Very high charisma. <laughs> not, not a lot of intelligence. <laughs> Too high, <some> might say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, low intelligence. Yes, um, <laughs> not his brawn has increased uh, in between <laughs> 2 and 3. Um no, just and like there, there's so many like the way that uh, the other characters kind of play off of him and do goofy mm -hmm. things um, like uh, like he gets up in that one guy in uh, that peasant's face and uh, mm -hmm. one of the one of the other guys looks at him and then, and then the peasant just like pushes the other guy down because he's like what i'm I'm not afraid i'm not afraid and it's just like <laughs> it's so funny because like like ash as a character is like this symbol of toxic masculinity already and so <laughs> and so it just like becomes a bigger like parody of itself i guess for sure yeah it, it definitely feels like like we were saying earlier they're playing on a lot of tropes and they work very well because it's very self-aware of what it is yeah um so so like what what's one of your favorite scenes sorry oh no you're good um let me think like i kind of have the same problem you were having where there's so many quotable lines that i love so much i think i mentioned earlier um when he uh has to memorize those words 
And then he corrects that guy and says, you know, I've already got him, which comes back to bite him later. I just really enjoy the humor of that moment so much. And he's got a few scenes like that where he cuts people off and talks over them. And it's just so hysterical to me. And those words he says, those are from uh, what movie? Uh, Day the Earth Planet? Uh, Day the, the, Day Day the Earth Stood Still. Still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's like a fun Easter egg, too. Um, so I think any scene where he's interacting with someone and it becomes like the difference between them is so funny because he's from a different time. Like that one, the, obviously the boomstick scene is another favorite. Oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> the way that, you know, they, he convinces all of them that he's so superior to them. I also like the one where he tells that girl, like, you wouldn't understand uh, you were born in a barn and then he like tries to explain it to her and he can't even put it into like coherent words himself because um, he also doesn't understand it I thought that was a funny moment but um, but then at the very end I mean he's all of a sudden this amazing technician this, yes, this incredible I love engineer that scene. <laughs> oh <laughs> he's my working God. on the hand yes that's so good well, even then, and like he just pulls out like a random like high school chemistry <laughs> book out of the trunk trunk of his car, yes. and he just like he turns the this you know seventy seven Oldsmobile into the Death Coaster, um, which doesn't even make sense because like shouldn't it be like an engineering book and not a chemistry book? But don't worry about it; it makes sense. <laughs> well, I th I think there was both. I think there was also an engineering book, like a oh, like okay, some okay. sort of operations. He had, book. he had multiple books. He had there was some book about steam, like it was like steam powered or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love that those were just in his car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what was the reason like, for that? Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. What would he be doing with those? That's why. Like, it's just oh, uh, yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Um. Because he doesn't go to school, like it no. I mean, they. I forgot that they established in this one that he works at S Mart too. Like that. That's another like really funny point of the film. I think. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That like that. It is. It's also good. And then there's Ted Raimi again because he's one of the uh, mm -hmm. one of the employees. Yes. <laughs> so I really like the uh, the graveyard scene. Yes, when uh, you mean when like the army of darkness is coming out? No, uh, so like when he finds like before he finds the book. Um, oh, okay, okay. Like with with the like the three books, like that gag is yes. so good. It's so funny. Ah, <laughs> uh. absolutely. And then that and that's isn't that the scene where they kind of replay something from the second one it might be in all three films of like the camera following him and him running away yeah the shaky cam that's yeah. uh <laughs> i like that too um yeah and uh, like to do that all they did was like strap a uh strap the camera to like a two by four and have two people on either side i love it come at it oh it was low tech yeah super low tech but like that <laughs> that effect is so cool and so iconic mm -hmm. now uh, yes um, another like weird camera thing that they did that I didn't really understand was so like when he's building his hand, they keep mm -hmm. doing this like weird zoom in. <laughs> I feel like you can hear like all the sound effects. Exactly. And like, it, it doesn't make sense. They keep going for way too long. And then the joke hits because they like zoom in on, uh, 
Sheila's face and she like gasps. <laughs> yeah. And so like this this movie is just like bit after bit after bit. Um It really is. And it's wonderful. Yes. Um <laughs> and, and then like the, the windmill scene is so good. Um Yeah. But yeah, like like all the, the mini ashes are hilarious. I I like the mini ash scene. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> like, like it's like Gulliver's travel type stuff. Well, exactly, and like it, uh, it like really goes to show um, how much uh, Bruce Campbell inspired Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey got a lot. Oh, of, for sure. Yeah, it's like he making got a, all the same faces. Yeah, for sure. Like he got a lot of his the body movement from watching Bruce Campbell. Um. Especially in like um, Ace Ventura, I think. Oh yeah. Like you know, like it it does. I I've never thought about that, but you're right. It does feel very influenced by him. I I hadn't even thought of that. And especially uh, like like that scene where he's like pouring the the boiling hot water down his you know down his throat to mm-hmm. to get that to get the one little guy. Ah. Oh. Or the like the little goody two shoes part. Oh, exactly. Oh. Little goody. Yeah, like that is very Jim Carrey for sure. And, and I remember like the first time I saw this thinking like, I mean, he's funny the whole movie, but that part is like so funny and, and like a little bit different kind of touching on what you were saying earlier. There's like parts of the movie that feel because they use so many different effects and there's so many different bits. Um, that part feels a little bit different. And yeah, it definitely made me think of him. Yeah. And like, especially since it's Bruce acting against himself, which is always, you know, fun and impressive. Oh, for sure. Um, so what what do you think of like the evil Ash as a character or as like a villain? <laughs> I am a sucker for any time there's an evil version of anyone because it's just always fun to see, you know, um, your evil Spocks, um, you know, those t- that type of that concept is so tropey and so campy and silly that I think it fits very well into this movie. And I like that he later, you know, becomes like a big foe in the film and, you know, looks so different that he becomes his like own thing and his own personality. And I, I just I love it. I like that they still like incorporated that he just got blasted in the face too yeah like that's why his face is all messed up is because he just <laughs> blew his head off i also like that you got something on your face yeah, <laughs> <See>? yeah. <laughs> he looks over he just throws dirt on him just so many perfect moments oh my gosh and, and that's that's another one like uh it kind of pays off because they do something like that earlier in the film where uh where he go where ash goes uh your you know your shoelace is untied that's right and then he just like <laughs> Uh, it, it's so like so cheesy and so good like I, I love it and then you're getting like you said you're seeing like different versions of Bruce Campbell playing the same character when he's the little version when he's the big one when he's the you know in charge of the army I mean it's all the same character but it's like he has different spins on each version and it's just fun to see it's like man this guy's really carrying like the entire movie <laughs> uh, so what did you think of uh, Sheila the uh the love interest i guess oh I, I i enjoyed her she's probably my favorite of the love interests i really enjoy her character and um the 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 woman the old woman too that 
turns on him. Um, they gets possessed and like starts fighting him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The what do they call it? Not the dead eye. Is it she bitch? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. He does, okay. he does say she bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they called her in the behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and they like call them by like the stuff he called them which i really like so they're like this is the pit monster this is the she bitch <laughs> so, so great uh, i know and and like uh i hadn't thought about this and sorry to like shift gears all of a sudden but i just had i just it, sheila made me think of it she kind of has a moment like that too where it's very like you know this is a you know i'm not here only zool kind of moment later but um the she bitch character um which is just fun to say uh she i saw the behind the scenes and they picked this actress because they were like okay she needs to be a lot younger because she's got to look old and then you know suddenly have all the strength and just seeing that behind the scenes footage i was like wow i'm like really impressed with her (laughs) like when you go back and think about that scene like it just feels so silly but then when you see everything she does like with her face and with her movements um and and she just adds a lot to that character and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. For a lot of the, uh, the deadites, they used like, uh, gymnastics, uh, stars. Oh, okay. Um, so they were, yeah. And then Sheila later, you know, there's that scene where he's like, you got real ugly. Um, <laughs> it's so which fun. I also love. I, and again, she kind of gets to play two different characters where earlier she was like really meek. And then she's this possessed version of herself that is really fun, you know? But she has, she like has enough sass to like kind of keep up with him, because like she like smacks mm-hmm. him across the face and like <laughs> she oh she she's yeah I, she, I I like her a lot. Um, I, I there's just that one scene always gets me, and it's not meant to be funny. Is when she like has the spear <laughs> and she's trying to stab at Ash, but she's obviously just stabbing in the same place it's just, i don't know they're just like, i love when the deadites are like thrown at him too like the skeletons and he like fights them off and they're clearly just like they look like empty. the halloween skeletons at like they're... like halloween skeletons at like a horror exactly you know, store and he just like bats them away and they're unable to like move their limbs it just adds so much to it i just love that he actually got hurt and had to go to the er during that big like fight scene Oh no, and he's like covered in scratches already. He was, and so like he gets to the ER and uh, the doctor's like, so uh, which one is it? And then he's like, well, you're not a very good doctor, are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I just, they're so ridiculous and so cheesy. And then there's like ones that are clearly guys in suits. Mm-hmm. It's is uh, I I don't know I just all I can do is like gush about this movie like it's just so fun. I totally understand. I get it. <laughs> it is really fun. Um. So uh, do you do you like the uh, the original ending or do you like the S Mart ending better? Well, I didn't watch the original ending. I think I've only seen one version of this movie. I haven't seen like the extended cut or the alternate version. So I, so, you know, not having that to compare it to, I just really like the way that this ends because, you know, in the beginning of the movie or at some point in the movie, they established that he worked at S-Mart, I guess at the beginning when he's recapping, Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I like that it comes back to that. Plus, I just like when he's um, holding um, the love interest and he's like, you know, what does he say? He's like, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's great. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I just like the way that it kind of wraps up at the end back at the back at S-Mart because it's like funny that ultimately he still goes right back to that job. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. And he's like, (laughs) yeah. Um, And I guess I guess it fits. Um, with the direction they went, because uh, they did do like the the spinoff TV series recently, they got oh, okay. they got three seasons. Um, and I mean that's it's a very fun series. Uh, Lucy Lawless shows up. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of the episodes, not all of them, but I've seen a few, and I I love just even how it just like starts out. Yeah, it's just, it's so wacky. The whole the whole franchise is just absurd. Um, yes, and so the the alternate ending, uh, he he does the uh, he has to to say the words, um, and he has to take, I believe it's like five drops of some sort of potion or something, and go to sleep, and that's how he'll wake up in his current time. Well, he stops counting. And then starts counting again and does like one too many drops. And then he wakes up in like a dystopian future. Oh, okay. Man, I, I guess I need to see this. <laughs> uh, it's it's really fun. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of like the, the score and the music in it? Um, I, I really like it. I guess it didn't stand out to me in terms of like who uh, who's who made it or anything like that. But I you know, definitely think it really fits the movie and I enjoy it. It's, it definitely feels like, um, you know, it suits this universe. Yeah. I I mean, uh, Danny Elfman did the theme for it. I didn't realize that. Okay. Wow. I don't know how I missed that. (laughs) That's very cool. What what do you think of it? Uh, I like it. It, It's, it's, it's very reminiscent of like, like weird, like, yeah, like like Ray Ray Harryhausen, like Jason and the Argonauts. It's like weird, like marching music. Um, I don't know. It's like like kind of. It, it feels very retro, right? Mm-hmm. Like it feels very. And I think Danny Elfman is pretty good at that. Um, there's been a few movies that he worked on that I think really kind of play off that, like nostalgia. Almost feels like a love letter to those films. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely has like kind of like a 60s vibe to it. Mhm. Um I and I think it still holds up. Like it's a it's such a fun watch. Um especially if you know you just want to throw throw something on that you don't really need to pay that close attention to. Um, yes, I think this is the perfect movie for right now. You know, when we're going through um everything that is happening in the world it's definitely a nice break um you know i threw this on and it just makes the whole day brighter because <laughs> it's such a fun it movie really so hilarious and really turns you into an instant fan i've never really met somebody that's seen this movie and then they were like it was okay or i didn't think it was that funny i feel like it sort of turns you into a Raimi fan right away yeah for sure and uh yeah speaking of like Raimi, it really goes to show like how I'm like super excited for him to direct Doctor Strange 2. 
Yeah, I am too. I know some people I, I saw on Twitter were like, I don't know. I'm like, what? I, I love it. I mean, I love what this guy can do. And I kind of hope that he keeps injecting a little bit of that humor. Like, I loved Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it would be perfect to like kind of meld those two worlds, so to speak. I hope they throw Bruce Campbell in there too. Oh, they they have to. They better. They better. Yeah. <laughs> he could be like a main character in the movie, and I would be happy with that. Oh. Um, so I agree with you. Uh I, I really want him uh, to play uh Mephisto. Oh, okay. Um, there's I I'm not familiar with that character, shamefully, but I'm not super uh familiar with him. I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. But mm-hmm. um he's like this. I mean, he's just kind of like this devil character who's, uh, I guess, kind of like their version of Lucifer. Um, nice. Okay, I'm into this idea. But uh, Bruce played a... Uh, there was kind of a like pseudo-sequel to this franchise called My Name is Bruce. And it was like... Oh, yeah. Ten times more meta. Because <laughs> it was all about like a fan of the Evil Dead films finding Bruce Campbell and saying, oh, my God, our town is being you know haunted by this crazy monster. We need you to save us. And so it's just Bruce Campbell trying to like play Ash, but it's also him. Yeah. So it, it's I know what you're talking about. That's that's great. But and, and so there's a scene where he's like trying to, you know, he's he's a coward, of course, uh, and he's trying mm-hmm. to debate whether or not to stick to stick around. And uh, an angel and devil, <laughs> just vers- like in this movie, an angel and devil version of himself pop onto the shoulder, and he plays both of them. And he plays this little like devil guy, and you just, I mean, you have to look up the a picture of it because it's just so ridiculously cheesy. And I think it would make for like a great cameo. Um, mm-hmm. but, oh yeah i could see that but no i like i definitely think that bruce campbell could hold his own as like a villain in the film or you know any sort of mainstay character yeah, or like a sidekick yeah. or something yeah that would be fun well it, this kind of brings me to my last couple of questions for you about this movie um number one can you summarize why do you think you've seen this so many times like why why do you keep coming back to this one uh, I just think I, I connected to it at a at a super specific age. Um, mm-hmm. I I really like latched on to like the 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 parody uh, and the the meta ness of this like uh, the symbol for toxic masculinity because it was it, like it was yeah it was it was so cheesy like I mean it, this like like I said I. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was like third grade. And so like, I started like pickup lines were like hilarious to me, but not that I would ever like <laughs> use them. Uh, I just always thought like, d- just to like have like the, the smarm to be able to like pull off saying something that stupid was <laughs> hilarious to me. Um, yeah. And he's amazing at one liners for sure. Like, it's hard to pull them off, but he does it very well. And so in the director's cut, um, they they cut out like one of the best one-liners, which is uh, oh my gosh. good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. 
<laughs> That's amazing. And, like it's, instead, <laughs> he says, "Like I'm not that good," or so it was. It was just like, well, that fell really huh. flat. Um, <laughs> because yeah, he he just has a talent for taking kind of like ridiculous dialogue and just making it work. Agreed. Yeah, I think, you know, when I saw this movie, I just found it so hilarious. And I think it was at a time in my life where I wasn't really into your quote unquote cult classics yet. And it kind of introduced me to that world. You know, this is pre me seeing stuff. We talked about like trauma earlier and really falling in love with B movies. And I think I have to credit this movie for sort of bridging that gap for me. Yeah, um, it. Yeah, it, it definitely opened me up into a whole new world. Um, <laughs> it just, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I hope they keep making more of it. I hope. Yes. You know, I know Bruce has said that on several occasions that, that he's done uh, and doesn't want to play the character anymore. <laughs> um, but he keeps coming back to it. He keeps coming back. Yeah. Well, what would you say to someone that's never seen this movie before? Like, how do you pitch it to them? I don't I don't know how to because <laughs> you're like, it's wacky. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess like just saying that it's like. It's just this. I mean, just like the the uh, the tagline of the film, like it's just, you know a guy cuts off his hand with a, a chainsaw and gets transported back in time. If you don't want to watch that, I, I don't know why we're talking. That's right. That's probably it's how, like, how this is going to be like, very funny. It's very campy. And if you're on board with that, like tune in, buckle up, it's going to be a ride, but if not, yeah, it might not be your cup of tea. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> and yeah, every, per well, every person that I've shown this film to has, I mean, they've loved it. I know, right? Like, I again, like, it's hard to find somebody that doesn't love it. It's just such a great thing. Um, and I always look forward to, like, you know, even, in, like, at conventions, there's always at least one or two ashes. And it's just such a fun character and so iconic now. Um, so easy to cosplay, really. You know, just get yourself a, a you know, a chainsaw, a, you know, from, I don't know, a, a horror um, like a Halloween store from spirit store or something yeah. and, you know, start building it and putting it together. And Some I just always enjoy it. seeing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, too. yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much uh, for taking some time out to come on the show and talk about such a beloved movie. Um, uh, enjoyed watching it again and enjoyed having you. Well, th yeah. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I would, love to come back maybe we can talk some trauma yes some trauma absolutely movies. yeah or uh <laughs> maybe we can talk about a, a good movie uh and by good <laughs> quote unquote good movie. yeah and, and by good i mean horribly depressing and dark because there you go there's there's, there's no in between for me it's either ridiculous <laughs> awful b movies like uh amazon's amazon prime's killer sofa or <laughs> like you you had said uh uh, a, a feel-good movie and I was like man the, the, I, everything that I like is like really like just mind-bending and like really uh super dark uh <laughs> I like those movies too to be honest like I, I was I was so disappointed when like Charlie Brooker said that he wouldn't be doing any more any uh 
Black Mirror right now because what's the mm. point? And I'm like, right, we're living in a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> but uh, like, like that's how I uh, deal with stuff. Like I latch onto something that just like goes to these these really dark places, and that's like mm, I, that's a I good point. Get joy out of out of those things, like things that just make me just kind of flip me on my head. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you can do that on the next episode then. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we, I, I'm really excited to see what, what you would pick for that. Okay. Um, Jonathan, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Runberry Run. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm starting a podcast, but. Oh, yeah. Great. It probably won't be ready yet. Um because okay. you know there's not a lot of content out there right now that's coming out this is true uh, it is a tough time for any podcast that covers geek culture because we're sort of at a standstill so exactly. i understand that even well it was lovely oh, oh go ahead even with the giant news that we just got today true 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 we did get a, a nugget of news today but that is kind of few and far between um well, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I look forward to having you back soon. Yeah, uh, you have a, a great rest of your week, Lisa. Mm-hmm.